1: And with that, welcome back to the ACL pod featuring the one and only Captain Wags. He is Wags. I'm ACL. NFL week 11. College football week 12. Just a few more weeks until bowl season starts of Wags. Cannot wait for that. NFL. We're in the second half of the NFL season. The website, of course, guys, TheRealMrACL.com or ACL-Sports.com. Both work. Take you to the exact same place. Twitter, Instagram, at the CL at and Wags. Follow us there. Hit us up with any questions you have on either platform, of course. Wags, lots to get to today, man. Some good college games this weekend. I think a lot of the decisions and whatnot that are going to be made by the committee are going to be influenced by games this weekend. A lot of teams are going to play themselves in, play themselves out. Should be a lot going on this weekend.
0: Yeah, look, over the next few weeks, I mean, you're going to see a lot of teams in and out, um... I mean, a lot of big games coming up. You know, we'll talk about Michigan State, Ohio State later on. Um, You know, there's just a a lot. Oklahoma has a couple of key games coming up over the next after their loss. So, you know, talk a little bit about Oklahoma. Uh, So we should see some really key games coming up over the next few weeks that are going to really have an integral part in the uh, college football rankings.
1: Well, let's talk about Oklahoma. So they are a team that I know you and I have some interest in. So just to sort of recap, there were really no changes. Not really, there were no changes uh, to the college football playoff rankings one through seven this past week. Georgia, Bama, Oregon, Ohio State, Cincinnati, Michigan, Michigan State top seven. Uh, Biggest movers, Oklahoma dropped five spots. Wisconsin went up three spots, as did Iowa, Pittsburgh, San Diego State, all moving up three spots. Arkansas moved up four spots. And then, as I mentioned, the biggest – uh, droppers, Oklahoma down five spots, AM down five spots, NC State down four spots. The Oklahoma number is interesting to me because they're still favored to win the conference, and they have some really tough games coming up, right? So if you look at just playoff odds, national championship odds, they're still there uh, toward the, the, the very top there. Oklahoma to make the playoff, plus 290. No is minus 380, but... I know you and I were talking a little bit. I mean, if you want some value, if you want a team that actually has a path, a pretty obvious and clear path, it might be this Oklahoma team.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's great value on them now. I mean, even though they are the six best um, or, you know, number six in odds right there, and you might say, well, they just lost and they're ranked 13th. Um, again, like you said, to echo your your statement, they have two very key games. They play Iowa State at home, a very good team. They're three and a half at home. So basically, um, you know, Vegas is, is putting these teams as pretty equal, uh, especially after Oklahoma's loss. I think people are, are kind of down on them, don't really know what to expect. But if they get past Iowa State, then they go to Oklahoma State, a very, very good Oklahoma State team, Um And if they're able to get through Oklahoma State, they will play likely in the Big 12 championship, um, possibly against Oklahoma State again, right? So um, that would be – Yeah, yeah, possibly Baylor for a rematch. So so if Oklahoma wins out, those are three quality wins, okay? You're a Power 5 conference champion – and now you're going to be able to say our only loss was at Baylor, um, you know. Yeah, the Baylor, you know, it was basically a one-score game. Baylor, Baylor kicked that a uh, field goal at the end. Yes. Um, you know, and there, there might be, you know, if that is a, a, a matchup that we see in the, and hopefully we do, it's going to get chippy. It's going to be a, you know, Oklahoma's going to come out fired up because of all of that stuff that happened at the end. And, and sure enough, if you think they could win out. They are, are very There's a very good chance that they, they get into this college uh, ball playoff um, because you know you got the likes of Oregon, who's a dog this week at number three, right? That's you right. Know, they, they go to Utah, they're a three point dog on the road. Um, you and, have teams, and
1: if, if Oregon loses, even if they win the conference, the Pac 12 is done, they're out, right? Oh, they're out. So right. That's just yeah. one They'll extra spot for Oklahoma, yeah,
0: right? They'll have for sure. I mean, you'll see Georgia, maybe, and Alabama depending on how that shakes out. Ohio State, assuming that they win out, I mean, I know they have Michigan State this week. They have Michigan. They'll have the Big Twelve, cha- uh, Big Ten championship. Um, you know, I think Ohio State's, honestly, I think they're a very good team, and I think they're going to win out. I mean, I really think Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State are there. Now the question is Cincinnati or Oklahoma. Right. What's going to happen there? Cincinnati has a very tough game this week, but they are double-digit favorites at home against a very good SMU team. So. They
1: haven't been looking good the last month. <clears throat> right, and right. And it, they've been winning, but, you know, they I think they're a team of anything. You know, Georgia, they don't need style points, whatever. A team like Cincinnati needs style points, and they haven't been covering games either, which I know gambling, they say, oh, it doesn't matter. But people look at that stuff. They haven't been covering games in, in about, you know, Four, I think it's in the, uh, the last four games. So right, and now people like saying, "Look,
0: what about Notre Dame?" I mean, Notre Dame. Been hearing those there. rumors, yeah. Look, they're nine and one. They have a couple of you know easy games to end the season. Georgia Tech at home, <clears throat> at Stanford again. Stanford did beat Oregon, but Stanford's also not that good, which is why again my <laughs> statement of Stanford one of Stanford's three wins is against Oregon, and yet it's Oregon's crazy. ranked three. I mean, yeah, I, to me, Oregon has no business being there. But they're here, you know. They're, they they continue to win, and they'll be there until they lose. And, and it could happen this week as they are a dog, um, or it could happen in the Big Twelve championship, uh, Pac Twelve championship, whatever. Whatever it is, I don't see Oregon there at the end.
1: You know, we're we're talking about Oklahoma <clears throat> versus Oklahoma State national title odds right now. Oklahoma forty to one, Oklahoma State eighty to one. If 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 nothing else, that right there should tell you. Where these teams are powering, where, where, you know, books think the committee might be going, if it's a one-loss Oklahoma, that kind of thing, because, again, their schedule, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, possibly Oklahoma State again, possibly Baylor, those are going to be three top 25 wins, if they can get it done. Now, if they come out like last week and look like they did, it's a moot point, it doesn't matter, but... It is interesting that you know you can have an Oklahoma team at forty to one, an Oklahoma State team at eighty to one, and then look, you have an Oregon team at twenty five to one, which I think is one of the worst numbers out there because they're a dog this weekend. I'm not saying that they're going to lose, but a team that's plus three, um, I don't yeah. think should be twenty five to one. Because again, if they get into the playoffs, say that they they Utah this weekend and then they get into the playoffs as a you know. F- a, call it a, a four-seed and they're going to have to play Georgia. They're going to be double-digit dogs in that game anyway. So, I mean, if you simply just did a money line Parlay this weekend against Utah and then, you know, that game against Georgia, it would get you close to that number possibly anyway. So, 100%. That number to me is just absolutely crazy. There, there's a lot better value on the board. Uh, we talked about the Georgia number last week. You can still get that around minus 110, which I think is pretty good value based on how it's probably going to play out with him most likely being the one-seed. Um but yeah, anything else on the board that sticks out to you? I mean, Notre Dame eighty to one. For, not really. I mean, for me, a lot of things have to happen for Notre Dame to get in. First of all, Cincinnati would have to lose because they're not going to put a Notre Dame ahead of Cincinnati, obviously. And then a bunch of those other teams. Well, you would can't have to say fall obviously.
0: Well. I mean, now, now that now that um, they're already ahead of them. I yep. mean, but you look at Michigan and Michigan State. You see what happened there. But yes. Um, Nothing really jumping out at me tremendously. I mean, Oklahoma State at 80 to one. I mean. Right. They, sure. Yeah. They, I mean, I'd they're rather... going to be
1: favored. The look ahead line had the minus one versus Oklahoma next week. Right. So. So.
0: At 80 to one, pr- pretty good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, the look ahead lines came out for Michigan, Ohio State, uh, which is next week, I believe. Um was around minus five. One book had like minus four, meaning Ohio State minus four. One book had Ohio State minus six, so in that range. So again, if you're just sort of playing out the math, playing out the numbers, uh, Ohio State I think it's a pretty darn good chance to to get in there, and they're sitting right around five to one um, now.
0: Honestly, the... cheap cheaper than I thought it would be.
1: Right, right. And I
0: and I and I to be honest, I, I mean just from what I'm seeing, doing my analysis for Michigan State, Ohio State, yeah. You know, that line could go up.
1: I agree, and the look-ahead line this summer, which is something that I always look at, I, I play the, a lot of them. You know, got you oh, guys know. Yeah, I, you're great I, at that. I, I tweet them out and and do all that. The the because one, you can find a lot of value, but two, they're 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 really telling just to see where the perception is from a team preseason based on people's power rankings to now. The preseason number on this game was around 11, 11 and a half for Ohio State. Okay, so okay. I think Ohio State. You could argue they're probably around where people thought they would be, and then you look yep. at Michigan, and I think they've definitely exceeded expectations, no doubt. So yeah, I understand no the line drop like six points, right? So the line to me is is somewhat fair fair market value. But if you're just playing, you know, preseason perception versus now, there's certainly value on that Ohio State number if you can get it as low as like minus four. Right,
0: and it's at Michigan. It's at the big house. I mean, yep. there's going to be it's going to be crazy. It's going to be should be one of the better games in the, in, in the last few years between these two. So
1: I agree Heisman trophy, CJ Stroud, man, he's the favorite
0: Dude, can, is he's the favorite you've, you've stuck, you've stuck to your guy, <laughs> not saying uh, he's
1: going to win, but we you know we were I, talking admi- to one a month ago. I
0: admire it. And he's remained there, right? He, he's the favorite in some books. Some, some have him a little behind Bryce young. I like Stroud better than young. Um, yeah. Look, I understand that this is not the most valuable player. It's the best player. Right. And, you know, you're going to be rewarded by having all of these assets and better assets around you to make you better. So in my mind, who deserves it more as far as like the most valuable to their team, you know, you look at the likes of Kenneth Walker and you look at the likes of Matt Corral and, you know, they basically live and die by the success of these two guys in the field. Um, but, you know, you have CJ Stroud with the best wide receiver core in the nation um, putting up close. Yeah. putting up the points that they're putting up. I, I think they're number one in the nation in points per game. Yeah. Uh, I think they put up over 45, over 46 points a game. I mean, that's incredible. He is a guy that I would target now as we get deep in the season um, as you know, again, we'll talk about the Ohio State, Michigan State. You know, that is our, our game of, of the week that we'll talk about later. Um but CJ Stroud should be putting up points um this week.
1: I agree with you. Have you been hearing this buzz about the San Diego State punter, Matt Ariza, as a you know, dark horse now mainstream Heisman candidate. He's putting up astronomical numbers. He's probably statistically the best punter in the history of college football at this point. And there are people making a case. I've even seen some books put up numbers on this guy to win the Heisman trophy, you know, that, look, he's the best player at his position in the country and he should win the Heisman. Any, any, I'll say, thought about taking a stab at, you know, 80 to 100 to one on, on a punter.
0: No, there, <laughs> I don't have a thought on it. You know, <laughs> there's good. I've for... seen
1: tickets, man. I've seen tickets
0: good for this kid he'll get he'll get picked in the sixth round seventh right. round as a punter i mean he, he has six punts at least um over 70 yards this
1: year it's amazing i people are actually talking about you know it's like a thing when san diego state plays because their offense is so bad their totals are around you know 39 40 that they're rooting for them to go three and out or miss on third down so they can watch him punt
0: it's it's pretty <laughs> incre- incredible look san diego state top 25 team yeah man so, uh, you know, he, he, he's the reason, right? I mean, he is the Heisman Trophy.
1: He does. I will say, I watched one of their games the other night. And it is kind and of he's a, lefty. A, it's kind of a – yeah, it's kind of a cool thing when he comes out and you just sort of know what's going to come. You don't normally see that with a, with a, uh, with a punter. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, no, pr- pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Good for him. I think he had an 81-yard punt, which is awesome. Yeah. I played college ball. Um, and our punter in a game, he was a freshman, true freshman, had an over, I think it was 91-yard punt. Wow. Um, Yeah, I mean, we were playing on turf, and and it was cold, and the ball bounced quite a bit, but, I mean,
1: what a leg, right? So he was punting, like, from his own end zone, basically?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: It's awesome. Well, we shall see. I'm not going to be running to the window with a ticket. I'm holding my CJ Stroud 14-1, to Um, and we'll see. I honestly think it's a two-man race at this point, Uh, Stroud or Bryce Young. I also think that – The Ohio State-Michigan State loser this week is pretty much out, meaning Stroud or Kenneth Walker. And Ohio State's minus 19, right? So, obviously the market's saying they're going to win. So, if so, unless Kenneth Walker has one of these, you know, 200-yard rushing games, four touchdowns, and they lose by three or something, um, maybe he's still in, but I think he's probably going to be out. Yeah.
0: No, I I don't disagree with that. And um, Kenneth Walker is going to have – not as much room as he normally does when with the ball this week i mean ohio state is um 14th against the run they give yes. up 100 107 yards a game i mean obviously he he can get involved in the passing game which ohio state is, is not as good against but um yeah i think they're gonna obviously target him and make sure he doesn't have much room to run
1: For sure. Moving over to the National Football League, I think we have to start with the Kansas City Chiefs. uh, The talking heads, they're done. Chiefs are done. They figured out Patrick Mahomes. You know, Patrick Mahomes, not himself. He must be hurt. Andy Reid's going through some stuff, whatever. Now they've won three in a row. They beat the Raiders 41-14 on national TV. They are now the favorites to win the West. They are now in first place in the West. Mahomes' futures odds are dropping. Are the Kansas City Chiefs back, or did they ever not leave in the first place, shall we say?
0: Yeah, you know, I, uh, they're back. Of course they're back. I've been actually saying it on the podcast for the last few weeks that mm-hmm. don't count the Chiefs out. Mahomes is a great guy for NFL MVP because his odds fell quite a bit, um, and now they're back to 16-1. to 1 and, right. and,
1: Which still um, might not be a bad value for oh, a first-place team in, in the AFC. Let me remind it's
0: not everybody. not like anyone's running away with it. Let me remind everybody when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl, after 10 games, they were six and four, just like they are now. So mm-hmm. they're starting to gel at the right point in the season. Um, you know, let's see, they have a huge game, and, and again, we'll talk about that one later as our yep. NFL game of the week, but yep. they played the Cowboys this week. They get them at home. Are the Chiefs back? Yeah, we'll see. The issue with the Chiefs was not Mahome's. Okay, he had a couple of lousy games. He's been throwing interceptions. I know where you're going with this. And
1: we talked about this in the preseason pod is their defense. Yep.
0: And their defense had some issues. And guess what? They made a great acquisition in Melvin Ingram. Um, I think he wears like 28. I don't know if you guys if you saw a picture. It's kind of weird. But, you know, they're starting to gel a little bit. They're starting to 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 play good ball on D. And again, I have some stats that I'll give up later on on the Chiefs defense. Um, but yeah, no, I don't, th- I think the chiefs are, are, definitely a force. I've been saying it for the last few weeks and you know their offensive line. That's what we talked about. Preseason pod was five new guys, five players that never played with each other before. And we said um, it was
1: going to take time to gel,
0: of course. And, and, and time it has been, and now we are seeing, um, a really good, solid Kansas city chiefs team. And, um, yeah, I think they could beat anybody
1: current odds to win the west chiefs -110 obviously the field is 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 -110 as well right the individual odds chiefs -110 chargers +160 broncos 9 to 1 raiders 10 to 1 um
0: i mean to me it's like
1: i i i thought the number would be a little bit higher meaning chiefs closer to -150 just based on everything that's going on with the raiders
0: Right. Well, the, the Raiders Bron- and Broncos, you could pretty much count count them out right now. I think so. Broncos I mean, are if, Broncos sold, right? They were sold their team. The only person they didn't sell, which I'm upset about fantasy wise, is Melvin Gordon. Sure, he's locked up in a. I mean, what are they going to do with him after this year? It was, it was completely ridiculous. And I their both. coach,
1: their coach, bro, Fanny yeah. Pack Fangio, My you, boy, mean, my 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 guy.
0: Yeah. So uh, I mean, Fanny packs. <laughs> it guy. gets me every time. He he it probably only has you know
1: seven games left as a head coach for Denver. So no, I, got I, got to get it in while while you can.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really a, a play between the Chiefs and the Chargers, and and yeah. the Chargers haven't been playing that yeah. great. I mean, they they've lost three of their last four. I mean, albeit they lost to Baltimore, New England, and Minnesota, right. um, and they beat the Eagles by three. I mean, they're they're not in a place right now, but I will say the rest of their schedule is not so difficult. You have Pittsburgh at Denver at Cincinnati, which is a difficult game. Giants chiefs at Houston, Denver, and then at Vegas. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, honestly, (laughs) the chargers could be favored in, in all, but two of those games.
1: It's interesting. The chargers have a negative point differential. Um, nine games in they are negative nine 219 points for 228 allowed so you know it's very similar to baseball Pythag numbers etc you can tell a lot about a team's kind of underlying metric under underlying numbers based on that really just sort of simple formula there and the Chiefs are plus 21, right, 262-4, 241 against. I think a lot of that has to do with scheduling, you're right. So we'll see over the next three, four games how the Chargers team does. But, you know, we have to remember that it's a it's a first-year coach, right? Yep. And people, you know, he was the coach of the year favorite, significant favorite, you know, one month in. And now they're certainly going through some growing pains. Justin Herbert, only his second year. Everybody's sort of slowed down. He was going to win the MVP about a month ago. So and now they've lost three or four. But they are – they, they have lost to very, very strong teams. Obviously, New England only lost by three, and Minnesota by seven. They could have easily won those coin flip games as well. So, we shall see. But I, I agree with you. I mean, if I'm taking a, a anything right now, it's probably the Chiefs at minus 110 because if they beat Dallas this weekend, that's a big if, that number's going to shoot up. I, I We'll talk about it a, a, a little bit later, but I kind of want to see this game. For me, if they win this game, meaning the Chiefs, they're back because I – the teams that they've beaten over the last three weeks, I'm not super, super impressed by. So
0: Yeah, no, I we'll agree. See. And I think the, the big game there is going to be week 15, December 16th at the Chargers for the Chiefs on Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a key Thursday night game. They'll be off. Uh, it's interesting. They're actually going to be playing at home the week before against Vegas, um, which, you know, not to say that the Chargers game is going to be a letdown, but short week on the road next week. That'll be a telling telling game uh, because the rest of their games are, are not difficult after Dallas. They get Denver at home, Vegas at home, at Chargers we just talked about, home versus the Steelers, at Cincy, at Denver. So um, they should be favored in all of those games except for maybe the Chargers on the road, and they still might be a, a slight favorite there depending on how things play out.
1: Can't wait to watch that game versus Dallas this weekend again. It's a game we'll touch on a little, a little bit later in the pod. All right. Fishy line of the week time wags. Basically, just the line that you look at and it doesn't make sense. Are you missing something? Something stinks. Somebody hurt. Did I miss something? What's going on? I had to do a, a, a double take for this line. The public looks at it and they just say, What? I, this is too good to be true. So, you know, wags and I isolate, either, you know, one, two games, whatever. Um, As just the fishy line of the week And I will get started So for me, the fishy line of the week This week is Kansas State Minus 1, the line is out to minus 1 Versus number 11 In the country, Baylor 8-2, Baylor
0: Kansas State is favored
1: You heard me correct How is that possible? Kansas State uh, Is favored versus number 11, Baylor This is the same Baylor team Yes, they just beat Oklahoma last week. National TV, everybody saw the crowd storm the field. They beat Oklahoma, and now they go on the road versus an unranked, unranked Kansas State team, who is favored against them. A Kansas State team that had lost three games in a row not too long ago. They have won some games recently, but not against powerhouses. They beat Kansas, TCU type teams. Uh, as I mentioned, everyone saw that Baylor win versus Oklahoma. Fans from the field, one of the you know, biggest wins in the last 10, 15 years for the program. Uh, and now they can't even get the respect. They go on the road. They can't even get the respect of being a favorite against an unranked team. So for me, this line stinks. Again, Not necessarily going to be on my card. We shall see. I've got to dive into a few more things here. But Kansas State is favorite over number 11, Baylor. I'm just going to leave it at that. So my fishy line of the week right there, Kansas State minus one.
0: And we've talked about that time and time again after coming off the big wins and, and kind of fading off the big wins. Uh, yeah. You know, that, that, that uh, I like it. I like it. Um, fishy line of the week for me. Um, this one is so fishy. I don't even know if I could stomach taking it. Um, <laughs> That's
1: usually the best kind.
0: It's also a game in Vegas. Mm. At Allegiant Stadium, San Diego State. Great punter we just heard. At UNLV. What a game. What a game. Nine and one San Diego State at two and eight UNLV. Hmm. UNLV stinks. Okay. Let's call a spade a spade. This game, this game, honestly, I I made this game somewhere between like 23 and 26. And if it was 35, I would have been like, okay, it makes sense. I get it. However... However, this game is San Diego State is only favored by ten and a half points,
1: and it's dropping.
0: Okay, it opened at twelve and a half and dropped to ten and a half. First off, why? Because it stinks. Mm-hmm. It stinks so bad. I'm very much going to be looking very hard to take this dog. Also, to mention, got to mention, forty one point total, very low. That's so. The uh, that's probably why you see a lot of these um, sharps taking. The 12 and a half, the 12, the 11 and a half, the 11. Now it's a 10 and a half. We'll see where, you know, where it goes from here. Um, But, you know, usually a low total. You take the dog with, especially with the double digit points. Um, So I'll be taking a really hard look at taking UNLV. If I could stomach it, Um, they're that bad. And I don't know if I can. May make the card. We'll see.
1: UNLV, a lot of people were saying they're going to go winless this year you know, after starting 0-8, and, and that was certainly a possibility. They've won two games in a row, in a row. at two New in Mexico State and versus Hawaii last week by 14, where they were plus 3.5. So maybe they're turning yeah. it around there in Vegas.
0: Maybe. Maybe uh, maybe they know some people. And, you maybe know? They, they know what's going on.
1: Okay. Be sure to follow us again on Instagram, on Twitter at the real Mr. ACL at Captain Wags, the website the real ACLcom Packages are up. Every single sport that we have going on right now is up there. Basketball, football, hockey. Bowl season Wags is is, is right around the corner. And for those that were with us last year, you know we absolutely crushed it. It's profitable. It, it, it it's just one of those things where every single year there's situations, there's things that happen, there's new whatever and it's your time to really crush college football in certain situational spots. So yes, yes, yes. Wait yes. for bowl oh, season, man.
0: Also want to add on UNLV. I guess yeah. I was able to stomach them enough last week and take them plus three and a half with a winner. I was going to say, so, man, uh, had, had them on the card two weeks in a row though. That is uh that, that's your that, new that team. That might be crazy, crazy talk. Hey might, man. I might have
1: to buy you a, a UNLV Jersey.
0: Uh, look, I'm a hat guy. You buy me a, I'll take a UNLV are. hat.
1: Watch out for those 80-yard punts, though, uh, on Saturday night.
0: Yep. Well, hopefully they'll be going into the end zone starting on the 20. Touchback, baby. Touchback. That's right. Um,
1: all right. 60-second speed round time. I asked Wags some stuff. He asked me some stuff. Get the information out there as quickly as we can. Give short answers, longer answers, whatever you want. Wags, I will go first and ask you. You ready, my man? Let's do it. All right. All right. Team more likely to win their conference, Oregon or Oklahoma.
0: I mean, initially, Oklahoma. Um, that, that's what went into my head. Uh, they, I know they have a tougher schedule. They got to play Iowa State this week. They're a slight favorite. Um, I just know that Oregon's a dog this week, which is why I immediately went to Oklahoma. Um, that said, Iowa State, Oklahoma State, then either Oklahoma State or Baylor. Um, that's a tough, tough schedule right there. I think Oregon... Uh, trying to think they they play at Utah. Then I think they have a cupcake. Oh, no, no. Then they have Oregon State. Um, no cupcake is, this year. Yeah, definitely not a cupcake this year. Uh, I love that Oregon State's good. I don't know why. I, I kind of like uh, just love that they're competitive this year. Uh, but I'm going to stick with Oklahoma. Um, I certainly do think that if Oklahoma wins out and does win the uh, Big 12 championship, that they should be in the Final Four.
1: Okay, best sports venue you've ever been to, Ooh. and you can't say the Orange Bowl. Oh, because uh, it no longer exists, and it wasn't—it was kind of a dump. Let's be honest. Uh,
0: but my heart is there. Rest in peace, Ob. Uh, but Mar- let's talk Marlin Stadium is there now, which is yeah. Let, let's talk about that piece <laughs> of shit called the Orange Bowl. That was probably the most electric <laughs> stadium in in uh, all of football. You could literally feel this, yeah. the the entire stadium shaking um against you know surprised it didn't fall down good florida state team uh in the 90s you know wide right wide left oh gosh incredible um similarly another dump of a great arena or garden if you will i will say madison square garden Um, not necessarily the nicest you know you're in the city which is incredible i love new york city um but if you look at like the garden from a Aesthetic standpoint, it's a piece of shit. Yep. Um, but it gets electric, you know, whether it's a Knicks game or or you know the Rangers, um, you know, or a concert. Uh, so I, I've been there, lived in the city for a while, been to the, you know, I used used to be a Rangers season ticket holder, so uh, been there for many games, especially playoff hockey, awesome. But I I will want to I do want to add in the nicest stadium aesthetically from at least like the club level and suites that probably not many people on on the, you know, who are listening have been to uh, is Texas A&M.
1: Okay. Haven't not been Uh, there myself.
0: Lots of oil money. We, we got a tour through the entire stadium. I mean, chandeliers in there. I mean, it's like classy upscale, super nice. uh, Something that you probably, I don't think would exist at any other stadium. I mean, maybe it does. um, But yeah, the oil money there was a flowing and uh it shows it an awesome venue uh
1: so that's how they have all that money to give to jimbo yeah
0: yeah oh yeah oh yeah.
1: yeah yeah no madison square garden i agree with it's just it's it's amazing i know they did some uh renovations to it over the past few years to basically yeah. upgrade it as best they can but yeah. whenever you're in there you can just feel it and you know the they have the, the pictures all over the wall, whether it be sports. They got, you know, WrestleMania pictures from uh, oh, WrestleMania yeah. 1 with uh, Hogan and Mr. T and stuff like that, which is which is pretty it's cool.
0: Really, really cool. Yeah. Really cool. All
1: right, last question. Best college football slash basketball combo school. So, you know, both Ooh. combined, best school for that.
0: Wow. Um, big Big 10 comes to my mind first. Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, um, You know, historically, I would I would say probably fits the mold. Um, I'm gonna take the easy way out there, though. I'm gonna go with Alabama. Alabama, Alabama. Basketball program's good now, man. Right, right. At this time, right now, I think last year they finished in the top Mm ten. I think they're right now ranked, you know, somewhere between ten and fifteen. And and look, they're the best college football program in the nation. You you marry that with a top fifteen basketball. Uh, program and, and you can't go wrong but yeah I and also I, I can't go with the big 10 with the basketball those 52 49 games <laughs> just uh and I'm a defensive mind guy. It. but oh my gosh the smash mouth football and and basketball uh which is kind of funny because the SEC has great defense typically in in football at least it did years back but they, they kind of open it up in basketball right yeah for sure high flying teams there all right you're off man That was a good one. I felt like I was on a roller coaster. (laughs) All right. ACL, are you ready? Yes, sir. Right now, what's your ideal Super Bowl matchup? As in, who would you want to see playing in the Super Bowl? Not necessarily the two best teams, but who do you want to see play?
1: Well, I thought I was going to get this last year. I think a lot of people did. So I think we have a decent chance to get it this year. Chiefs, Packers. So I can see...
0: Mr. Rogers
1: Super Bowl one Yeah man Super Bowl There we go Chiefs Mahomes versus Rogers That's what I want to see Obviously we saw Mahomes versus Brady last year Which is amazing Arguably the best quarterback matchup In the history of of Super Bowls Probably Probably is Slash was Um, But yeah Rogers Mahomes would be Would be pretty cool
0: Very cool Very cool Um, Records aside The best team in the AFC is
1: I'm not going to say the Chiefs I'm gonna say the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I still think it's the Bills. I think they had that dud in Jacksonville, which knocked a lot of people out of Survivor. Those games will happen. They came back last week. That was sort of a tell game, where it's like, all right, we're just you know, Florida heat, humidity, whatever, bad game, get it out of our system, blow out the Jets. It's it's the Buffalo Bills.
0: Yeah, and and, and just real quick, not to get out of the speed round, but you know, I did mention last week that Allen is going to have the bounce back game yes, when we're did. talking about NFL. I think he threw for 366-2. and So, um, yeah, look, this happens. It's the NFL where literally any team could beat any team at any given Sunday, um, which is why they say it. All right, last question. ACL, asking this question again. We've had it before. Will the Detroit Lions win a game?
1: (laughs) I'm going to say they won't. I'm going to say last week was sort of their game to win. Everything fell in line. They were off a bye. They were playing – you know, me me versus you at, at quarterback, whatever uh, for Pittsburgh. I mean, it, it it that was their chance. And when that kicker came out, kicked that 48 yarder, and he basically kicked it like I would kick it, uh, <laughs> it. It's sort of like you. It's just not going well for the for the for the for the Lions this, this year. And as we mentioned, and when you have Anthony Lynn and Dan Campbell leading the team, what can go well, wrong?
0: Follow up question: If Roethlisberger would have played and started. Do they get a tie? No, they Pittsburgh get would have won.
1: <laughs> people would have moved on in Survivor. <laughs> people, people,
0: people, <sighs>
1: people. All right, sixty seconds. you run us over. That said, we were both on the Lions plus the points. I believe. Yes. And uh, yes, yes. that was. And we got it
0: in. And that was before Ben. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we we, we got actually got yeah. yeah we got eight and a half. It didn't matter what you got.
1: I, I like that, regardless if who was playing quarterback. Uh, Yep. For Pittsburgh, it, it, it was a really good situation for the Lions to at least keep it in the numbers, so that's what happened. All right, previewing two games, <clears throat> one in college, one in the NFL. Uh, college, Michigan State versus Ohio State. We talked about a little bit about this earlier, but look, 9-1 Michigan State versus 9-1 Ohio State. Number four, Ohio State minus 19. 19. Yes, total 68 and rising. Uh, quite a big spread here, obviously, for a top-10 matchup. Ohio State comes into this one. Off of 59-31, beat down of Purdue last week at home, a game where they were 20-point favorites. They covered the number. Outgained Purdue 624 to 481 yards. Michigan State, on the other hand, two weeks ago they lost to Purdue after being ranked third in the playoff, which we called it, it was a complete joke. We were on Purdue in that game. Outright winner at home. Then they bounced back last week, which was impressive, versus Maryland. They won by 19, covered the number. Obviously, we talked about this as well. You have the two Heisman contenders here, Stroud and Walker, and in my opinion, the loser of this is most likely out of the running for that. So just a a massive game, obviously, for the Heisman and for the Big Ten as well, of course. You know, the, the winner of this is going to be in first place in the East, the Big Ten East. Uh, and if it is Ohio State, then their game versus Michigan next week is going to decide that division there. So a lot going on here, a lot of moving parts, but this line, I think, tells a story. Um, minus 19 and the total again, 68. This could this could hit 70 by by kicker.
0: Yeah, look, it, it looks like we're gonna have pretty good weather. It's gonna be 50 degrees yep. high um, in the horseshoe, and and it's a noon kickoff, so you're gonna get pretty good weather throughout the game. Uh, it's gonna be, I think, cloudy, but um, you know, it doesn't look like any any rain or anything like that, but. Both, both of these teams know how to score, right? Which is why ACL is saying, look, it's at 66 now, which is a high-ish number, um, and it's probably going to continue to rise. Ohio State is number one in the nation, as I mentioned before, in points per game, averaging 46.3. Uh, and Michigan State um, averages just under 35. So, I mean, they do score as well defensively, uh, both top 40, giving up 20 and 22 points respectively. Um, so just on that alone, looking at, you know, just that type of differential, you're looking at like a 35, 28 game. However, these T teams are going to study weaknesses and what is that weakness? And both of these teams, it is defensive backs. Okay. Both of these teams can get passed on. Um, and I think we're going to see both these teams throwing the ball, Ohio state, obviously we've talked about it time and time again, have the best wide receiving core in the country. They have CJ Stroud, a Heisman hopeful, uh, throwing them the ball. And look, I I think Michigan State's going to have a very, very difficult time stopping the pass. Um, Ohio State, sixth in the nation uh, passing. Michigan State, they're going to have to throw the ball. Um, Ohio State does give up about 260 yards in the passing game. They're 20th against the run um, in the nation. So they're both very stout against the run. I think Michigan State's going to have to figure out how to get Kenny Walker the ball through the air, Yes, right? Get him out of the tackle to tackle. That's how they're going to win the games. Screen passes, swing passes, line them up in, in, a, in spots that all over the field um, where he can get the ball Create space because it's not going to be between The tackles Um, And look I think because Ohio State is going to be able to throw the Ball and throw the ball at at Will you're going to see them Scoring quite a bit This this week
1: It's interesting the the Kenneth Walker Stuff I mean if you just let the line tell you So say Ohio State's up Double digits in the fourth right which the line In the market is saying there's not Going to be a lot of rushing opportunities for him especially in the second half of this game, if they're down with the market saying it should be down. So unless they get the ball to him in space in the passing game, <clears throat> you would think he might not have the type of game that, you know, we'll say he's, that he needs to really boost his Heisman potential or that Michigan State needs to have him potentially win the game there. So,
0: Yeah, and I misspoke. So Ohio State throws for about 353 yards a game, um, <clears throat> and Michigan State up, gives up 329 yards yep. a game. Yep. which is 130th in the nation. Yep. So yep. that that's why, look, you have the best receiving core going against that. Um, you better keep everything in front of you. <laughs> yeah. A lot
1: going on in this game, and uh, obviously a lot that's going to be decided Heisman-wise in Big Ten division and conference-wise as we see who wins this one. Moving over to the National Football League, Cowboys-Chiefs, a game we touched on a little bit earlier as well, the 7-2 Mike McCarthy. Led Dallas Cowboys visiting the six and four Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs, as I said, who are all of a sudden back. Just just listen to the uh, Talking Heads on TV. They're back. They're back in. They are back in first place, which is true in the West currently. As I said, minus one ten to win the division. Uh, look, they are coming in <clears throat> off a divisional road game here in prime time. Everyone saw them look amazing. They put up forty one points. The Cowboys themselves, though, are coming into this one off a great game. So not the best situational spot necessarily for either team. They beat Atlanta 43-3. to um, f- For myself and a lot of people, it, for me, before I say, you know, Kansas City is what they were, this is the game. Their last three wins, in my opinion, not that great. I mean, you can poke holes in all of them. They beat the Giants' Monday Night Football by three, a game I frankly think that they probably should have lost. Then they beat the Packers at home without Jordan Love, They with Jordan Love, without Aaron Rodgers. They barely beat the Packers. Then they look great against the Raiders team, but we know – what Vegas is going through internally coaching off the field stuff, all that. So you could certainly poke holes in all three of those wins. If they go in, beat this Dallas team, which is arguably the best team in the NFC with an am- amazing running game, which the street, the chiefs have certainly struggled with all year to defend. Uh, then that's the sort of the buy point for me that the chiefs have figured out their line issues, which I think is the main reason where they're at, uh, why they're at, where they're at currently right now. So I uh, cannot wait for this one. I really want to see Mahomes versus this Dallas defense. And I really want to see this run defense for Kansas city. You can say top-notch run offensive in the, uh, in the Dallas Cowboys there.
0: Yeah. Look, I was digging into this game. First off, it should be great. I hope we get the game that, you know, what it looks like on paper. Um, We have two top 10 offenses. Dallas is number one in um, the NFL putting up 31.6 points a game. The chiefs ninth putting up 26.2. Uh, the big thing I see here: Dallas only allows twenty one point point seven points per game, ranked tenth. Chiefs give up over twenty four points per game, ranked twentieth. However, looking even further, if you only look at the last five games, taking away the first five games, you know the, the like you know just looking at the recent, having a little bit more recency, the Chiefs only giving up fifteen point six points a game. I mean, the competition, like you said, Giants, Packers with love, um, but you know, that's something to make note of because the chiefs are getting a little bit better on defense. So um, I want to see if Dallas is, is going to mix it up. Are they going to stick with the run? Are they going to try to ram it down the chief's throat up on that front seven? Um, but all I want to, the point I want to make is, yeah, you want to look at everything as a, as a whole, but also look at the last three games, look at the last five games in Arrowhead where the chiefs have traditionally been great uh, with home field um, this year. They're just three and two, but again, We'll see. There, there should certainly be fireworks in this game. Point total at 56.
1: Yeah. I mean, of all the games this year, this might be one of the top two or three that I, I have been really looking forward to all week. So it should be yep. amazing to see what they can do. And, again, to our point earlier, if they win this game, the Chiefs and Mahomes has a game, and you have a 16-1 to 1 ticket, and they you know win the next seven eight games or whatever in their first place, they have 12 wins – there's worse MVP tickets to have in pocket.
0: Correct. Sixteen to one <clears throat> looks nice. Sort
1: of like that CJ Stroud fourteen to one ticket looks nice. Yes. We shall see. Okay. Two hundred dollars site credit Monday Night Football contest time. I'm about to read off three questions for Monday Night's game versus uh, with the Giants versus the Bucks. DM your answers to myself for wags. The first person to get all three right. The first person to get them in and get all three right wins $200 in site credit to the TheRealMrACL.com. No questions asked. We had many, many, many close winners last week, but no cigar. Here are the questions. Question number one, Buccaneers minus 11.5 versus the New York Giants. Are you taking Tampa Bay minus 11.5 or do you want the Giants plus 11.5? Question two, name the player who scores the first touchdown in the game. Question number three, the total number of touchdown passes by Tom Brady total number of touchdown passes in the game by Tom Brady. Get your answers in. First, get them all right and you win 200 bucks in site credit.
0: All right. I think somebody's going to win this week.
1: I have a I have a feeling as well. It's time. We had a winner a few weeks ago feeling good. We we want winners. We like giving stuff away. So, good luck to everybody yes. out there. Who winners? All right, all right. Mr. Wags, free play time. 2 and 0. Again
0: last week. 2 and 0, 2 and 0. Very nice. He plays a hot man, which is great. Yeah. Love, had, love giving you guys had winners. Missouri, had Missouri pick them last week against South Carolina. Yes, you they, did. Uh, great play. They were out big. They came, you know, got, got a little nervous at the end, but yeah. Okay. That, that'll happen in a in a pick
1: pick'em game sometimes. Yes. It's not always yeah, from absolutely. selling. Why don't you do the honors this week?
0: All right. Yeah. This <laughs> week, um actually going to stay in the SEC, taking a road team. A road team that lost two weeks ago on the road by 23 and escaped narrowly. a four and five fcs samford team yes the team that i dislike one of the most the florida gators minus eight and a half against missouri they're going on the road Um, not only are they the better team here i think a lot of people are down on them i think a lot of their fan base is down on them Um, and i think there's value here at eight and a half Uh, i think last week first off it was the first week with a new interim defensive coordinator Christian Robinson taking over for Grantham, um, clearly thought his team would be okay against Samford. They were not. It's a wake-up call for this defense. The offense is not a problem. Um, I think you're going to see them score early and often. <laughs> I like I like the Gators big here.
1: The buy low spots, maybe of all by low spots.
0: <laughs> if not, I, you know what? I'll be I'll be pissed for our fan our, our listeners. I'll be pissed. Because I'm going to take this game, but I won't be pissed that the Gators lost. Right, it's one of those things where it's like, you know. I just hope they don't. I just hope they don't win and cover, or don't cover. Right, you know? that, that's <laughs> the worst
1: of, of both worlds. Yeah. When uh, you know you have the favorite, you lay the points. They win the game, but you uh, don't cover that. I, I hate that more than anything. Gross. But no, I, I I I do agree with that. I mean, look, on paper, just from my power rankings perspective this line is short and it's short for a reason because of last week. So if last week you can say what it is. And two weeks ago. And two weeks ago. So if it's just one of those things where, you know, bad couple of weeks, they, they had a really good week of practice from all indications, everything I'm seeing this line is absolutely short and that is the right side. So I like it. All right. As I mentioned, we were two and last week. Um, replays. I had another winner with the Duke Virginia tech over 51, which won. And this week I am going back to college football and back to the ACC, and I'm taking Boston College, minus one at home versus Florida State. Look, BCQB uh, Fletcher Kovac came back two weeks ago. He, he was originally out for the year. He was supposed to be out for the year. He came back. They kind of eased him back into the first game a few weeks ago, and then last week he just had 20 pass attempts, but he played really well, 13 for 20 for 310 yards, two touchdowns. And most importantly, they're 2-0 and since he came back. He's a very big part of this offense, and I think it kind of just rejuvenated a lot of the team as well. So that's a huge get there. More importantly for me, though, is the spot for FSU. Yep. They just won their down. huge rivalry game versus the Hurricanes. Big in-state rivalry. Close, highly emotional game. Next week, who do they play? Another big in-state rivalry versus the Florida Gators. You know they're looking to that game. That's a big one. A lot of those guys know each other. They played in high school and, you know, peewee leagues in the state against each other. So, sandwiched in, what do they have? They go to Boston College, where the temperature is supposed to be in the 30s. Not necessarily something that FSU likes or wants to be in. It's supposed to be in the 30s at kick. A BC team I mentioned is playing much better with Djokovic back. I think we're getting line value here because of FSU's win last week versus Miami, a team that people still think are good. Uh, But, you know, prior to that, they lost two games in a row. They lost to Clemson. They lost to NC State. This is a team that lost to Jacksonville State prior as well. Um, So now they have to go on the road in a cold, hostile environment, and we get a lay, just a point here. So BC minus one. I'm seeing around 115. On the minus one, if you want to grab the money line as well, it's around minus 120, minus 125, whatever you're more comfortable with. I'm going to do BC minus one, minus 115, though. So that will be the official get here and the official play here um, for the pot. So go
0: Boston College. Let's go Eagles. Let's and, go uh, yeah, something just to take off on a tangent here from what you said, that Miami-Florida State game. Yep. Now, I'm, I'm someone who – prides myself on knowing the rules of football pretty, pretty well. I would say you do, yes. Uh, one of the um, rules that I didn't know that Miami got – I, I want to say they got screwed on like they would have completed a Hail Mary for a touchdown or something like that. But
1: They would have uh, had the opportunity, we'll see.
0: With one second left, I don't know for those who didn't see, Miami uh, completed a pass over the middle. I think there was two seconds left. And um, got up on the ball, spiked the ball. And they, they, the ref called the game. And I am like I said, wow, there's one second left. I guess you cannot spike the ball with under three seconds left. That's a rule. I don't know how, how recent of a rule that is, if this is something that just happened. But that was definitely news to me. And I was, um, to say the least, not too happy.
1: It's like in the NBA where they changed it a few years ago to make it official as far as what you need to be able to catch, come down, catch. shoot versus tip in, that kind of thing. So... Right, but I'm pretty sure that I could
0: snap a ball and spike of course, it course, one second w- w- under a second. I mean, that's literally like boom like you know, bang bang. It's probably a half a second. I, I don't know why the rule is there. You know, wh- right. is it it's not a, is it a safe how is it a safe? I'm trying to figure it out, but you know what? It is what it is. Florida State got out to a early jump on Miami um, last week and, and that's what basically was the issue. And now there's a lot of talk in Miami
1: A lot of talk about a potential – we'll just call it well-known head coach potentially coming in.
0: Shane Piffin. Something like that. (laughs) Rhymes with that. We'll see. Nevin Nevin Shapiro. Breaking news here. Yeah, it was Patrick Dye. Someone just uh, basically called up the old convict Nevin Shapiro, Ponzi schemer, who actually got out of jail due to, like, COVID jail restrictions. Somehow He's on house arrest. And I guess Nevin Shapiro, if he still has any pull or details or inside information, said Lane Kiffin will be Miami's next head coach, and Randy Shannon, they're looking at as a to come back on board as a defensive coordinator.
1: That would be something.
0: Lane would Kiffin be, yeah. with the Hurricanes, man. Look, I, I wouldn't hate it. At least we'd have something to be uh, excited about. Get get some points on the board. Get some points on the board.
1: Um. All right, my man, uh, big, big, big things going on, obviously, with football. College basketball is very, very hot to start the hot. year, which is amazing. So you guys get Killing on that it. package 30 days and full season is up. As I mentioned, bowl the bowl package will be up on the site because there's only two weeks left in the season. We have this in the next week. Um, so, yeah, be, be sure to check that out. And as I mentioned, Twitter, Instagram, everything, we are on there. Hit us up with any questions. Anything else, Wags, before we get out of here?
0: No, just echoing how hot – college basketball has been, it's been amazing. Um, I don't, yeah, I'm going to tweet out a record soon, but um, I've been absolutely hot. I know you have as well, so... Um, yeah, sign up. You know, you know uh, where to go. And if you need any help, shoot us a DM, and uh, we'll be happy to help you out for sure.
1: All right, guys, for WAGs, I'm ACL. Good luck on all your plays this week. Any questions? Hit us up. You uh, know where to do it: social or the website, email, whatever you want to do. All right, good luck. We'll talk to you guys soon.